guys. Welcome back to The Journey Expressed. I'm Jen Houston, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Mel Boyd. Hey, everyone. We are back for part three on dreams, visions of the night, and we have our fabulous guest, Emma Tregaja, joining us. Thank you so much for coming back. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I was just saying, um, as we've been listening to these episodes, I hope, listeners, you are actually getting content and not just being mesmerized by Emma's beautiful voice <laughs> and accent, but I, I just love listening to you speak, Emma. It's dreamy. <laughs> Pun intended. Well, we're jumping right into it today because this is going to be fire hose episode. We are going to try to land this, this plane, but we have a lot coming at you. We are using a resource called Dreams, Visions of the Night, which is a booklet that Emma Tregaja and I wrote for our church a couple of years ago, and we are going to put a link in the show notes of how to get it. Actually, we'll put Emma's email address in the show notes, and you can purchase it there on PDF or on a, a hard copy. So please do that if you're interested. But that is our main resource today. It is a booklet. It is an introduction to the topic of hearing God's voice through dreams. And it is, we don't know everything, but we have lots of great resources in the back of it. Yeah, hopefully this will really get you started. Yeah. So today I'm jumping in and we're going to talk about dream sources. There are three main dream sources, like sources of where our dreams come from. The first one is God. A dream from the Lord, you know it's from Him because it will never contradict Scripture. They are never to, intended to create doctrine or establish a rule of faith or practice for all people at all times. Only the Bible has the authority to do this. So you can take a deep breath and ease on into the trust of what we're going to share. We are rooted and grounded in the truth of Scripture, but we're also talking about an experiential faith that we get to have with God here. So trust us. We are using the Bible as our main our main source here. Um, we have included in our dream booklet lots of dreams that are from the Lord, um, from a biblical source. And so you can listen to those in the last episode and also get your hands on the book and read about them. Um, dreams from God carry the character of God and they bear good fruit. And these dreams often reveal Jesus to the dreamer and they may bring conviction, hope, and freedom. So when you have a dream from God, even if it's like um, a conviction dream, which might not feel good, it might feel like a band-aid being ripped off, which is never fun. But if it has the character of God in it and you, you go back to the Bible as your source to find out God's character, it is good. He uses all things together for good. Um, you can trust that the source is God. Emma, do you have anything you want to contribute? No, that's great. Keep going, Jen. All right. So another source is our flesh. And we put in the booklet that Galatians 5, 16 through 21 is an excellent list of fleshly traits. Um, if you need them, we can find out what is going on in our flesh or another word for that is soul. And this can these dreams that come from our soul can reveal really what's going on in our inner world, in our hearts. And are we anxious about a situation? Are we burdened by something that we're carrying a burden that we need to release to the Lord? I include an example um, it, from my life is I was going to be a chaperone for my daughter's school and I was going to have to drive uptown. Uptown Charlotte is no joke, y'all. And it was going to be in rush hour traffic and I was going to have other children in my car. And I remember going to bed the night before the field trip thinking, I don't know where I'm going to park. Oh my word, where am I going to park? That night I had a dream that I drove my car into the mall and was 
stressed out. I was running around the mall and I went back out and the car was stolen because I'd left the keys in the ignition. And it just was such a stressful dream. And it revealed in the morning, I was so stressed out about where to go, how to park my car, how to, you know, so I repented. And of course, my plan B, you know, turned out just fine. And my daughter actually had a really stressed out dream that night too. And it was connected to our soul. We were anxious. We were overly anxious about something that we didn't need to be. So that's a great little vulnerable example there of some things that I'm working on with anxiety. Um, another source, our third source would be the devil. Um, and this it, this is where your nightmares come from. This is where you're afraid, you're rationalizing sin and trying to compromise. You're feeling unforgiven. You're angry, confused, and ashamed. Um, the enemy will use anything he can to make you feel ashamed and burdened and Really, he's trying to tear you away from the the heart of God and connection with God. So he will come into your dreams and try to scare you. And we call these nightmares. Um, he tries to produce fear and doubt so that we question our faith in God. Um, Emma had pr- put this verse in our booklet here, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Is there anything, Emma, you want to say yeah, about this? Generally, if you have a nightmare, it could be that you're— walking in sin um, or you've opened yourself up to the occult. Uh, I have an example here where when Michael and I were traveling around Europe, I thought it'd be really interesting to see a chapel in Slovakia that was made of human bones. I know that sounds shocking and morbid, but I at the time thought, hey, this is really interesting. But that all that death I exposed myself opened me up to a nightmare that night mm-hmm. about a, a beloved family member dying and I woke up in tears and I had to get my husband to pray for me. And uh, so just if you're walking with the Lord, uh, you... Uh, and making good decisions, you're less likely to have nightmares, I'd say. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. That's such a practical example. Wow. Well, moving on, those are our three sources of dreams. So we've got God, we've got the flesh, which is your soul, and then we've got the enemy of our soul, the devil. Um, So I think it's pretty clear, you know, once you start getting comfortable with, um, we're going to talk about stewarding your dreams in just a minute and managing them. But once you understand where dreams come from, that's a great starting point for understanding what to do with your dreams and, and how to either flush it, resist it, or incorporate it into your life in faith and, and walk in it. So um, the next little topic that we want to cover is how to interpret dreams and, and sources of help. And really, the Holy Spirit is our greatest source of help. It's the Spirit of God. It is who Jesus um, went to the Father when he ascended into heaven, who he asked for the Father to send to us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. We do not need to have heebie-jeebies thinking about, oh, that's just weird. But we get to have the Holy Spirit. It's what Jesus paid for. So the Holy Spirit is our main source of help. The The best interpreter is the Holy Spirit within you. And we have some good scriptures listed in our booklet. I'll just give the references. John 16, 13, Romans 8, 16, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12, Proverbs 25, 2. I love Proverbs 25, 2 and reference this often in my life because I dream all the time. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. And we put this in here because dreams are like parables. 
and they contain specific but symbolic meanings. At times, the same symbol could speak different things to different people, and the Holy Spirit knows you best. So what the Holy Spirit does and what he does is reveal that what the symbol's meanings are. So I like to say, um, we'll get to this in a minute, but I'm just going to give you like a plug for just a minute from now. Water. If you have water in your dream, well, water's not going to mean the same thing every single time. And this is why it's so important to walk with the Holy Spirit and invite him in every time you have a new dream. Because is the water dirty? Is the water rushing? Is it peaceful? Is it clear? Is it clean? You know, there's different ways to be able to interpret it. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to reveal and give you that inner like, Ah, oh, I think this is what it means, and walk ahead in faith. Another tool, obviously, we've always come back to the Bible. We we have the Bible as a main source. Love the Word. Read it all the time. Immerse yourself in Scripture. Get familiar with the, the symbols that are in the Bible and other people's dreams from Old Testament and New Testament. Um, and use the concordance to look up scriptures containing symbols that you saw in your dream. So third, another tool to help— um, understand the sources of how to interpret your dreams is the body, the body of Christ, the church, um, your friends who are also believers, share your dreams with them. That's what we've done often when um, doing a throwback to episode number one, Mel, you and I, I mean, talk about that for a second. Like we wouldn't even have this podcast and would have launched it had we not shared what with each other? Right, the bridal dreams. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a dream that I had and then a week to couple weeks later, I always forget the timeline, you had the same dream, and it was unbeknownst to you that I had previously had that. So yes. we would have never known had we not shared that with each other, and, and you called me. So get connected. And Emma, do you want to talk about, I love how you put this one line in our book about the body of Christ. We need to be connected because it would be a terrible thing to be disconnected. Yes, if you could picture a body part on a table on its own, that is just gruesome. <laughs> so please, please stay connected with your brothers and sisters. <laughs> yes, it's so important. I love that. So if you get your hands on a copy of the, this book, you'll notice some humor, some science, some different things and yes. each of our personalities coming out in it. But one example that we put in here real quick is sometimes God may give one person a dream and a different person the interpretation. And Emma, you spoke about this in our last episode about Gideon. He overheard a dream from the enemy, and then another person from the enemy's camp interpreted that. So we are intended to work together as the body of Christ and to stay connected. So now that we know where dreams come from and three sources to help interpret our dreams, let's get interactive here and just share some fun things that we've experienced. Um, we've learned a lot of things in our research about common symbols, and we'll kind of touch on that as we go through our conversation here. But Emma, would you give our listeners an example of a dream that you've had how you knew where it was from, how you went through your process of interpreting it and applying it to your life. Yes, I'd love to talk you through my zebra dream. So this was a number of years ago. My parents were visiting us from New Zealand and my mother had an email from an evangelist in New Zealand who she used to work for doing the book work. He asked her if she could just sign off on the, all the accounts for him. Now, she hadn't worked for him for a number of years because she, he turned out to have a questionable character. And so this email came out of the blue. 
And my dad and I said to her, you need to leave this alone. Do not help this man. My mom wants to help everybody. She cannot help herself. (laughs) Anyway, that night I had a dream. It was a dark, cloudy day. I saw my mother standing on a bridge looking down at turbulent waters. In the water was a drowning zebra. My mother was considering whether to rescue it. I was aware that dad was with me. He and I knew that if mum tried to rescue the zebra, she would get herself into terrible trouble. So we shouted, no. And that's where the dream ends. Now, initially... I I wrote it down. I encourage you all, you get yourself a dream journal and a pencil and write everything down as soon as you can. I uh, thought initially, this is obviously a dream from my flesh, but yet there was still some strange symbols in it that I thought... How can that be from my flesh? So I sat down with the Lord. That is key number two. Get yourself cozy with the Lord. Invite him in and just work through the dream with him. Ask for his help. So I did that. I also had my Bible by my side and Pastor Gary Fishman's book, on dream interpretation mm-hmm. that we reference at the back of our book. I had so I had everything with me and the first thing I did was I looked at the setting and saw when you see a gloomy situation you can usually tell this this is something like a coming trial or a hindrance. So um, the next thing I did was I looked at who is this dream about? And it was, if it's you as the main character, then the dream's usually about you. But this dream, it was really about my mum. I was kind of an observer in it. So I noted that that. The next thing was I took down the symbols. I had um, a dark cloud that I've mentioned as coming trial or hindrance. The water was murky. Jen has touched on water. That can indicate when it's murky water, something compromising or evil. Now, this zebra really threw me. I thought, why on earth would I be dreaming of a zebra? And with the Lord's help, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a look at Gary Fishman's book. He has a wonderful uh, dictionary of dream symbols. And I really didn't think I would find zebra. But sure enough, (laughs) there it was. Praise the Lord. Zebra was one of the symbols. And it meant a lukewarm Christian, someone who lives in moral compromise. And that just blew my mind. I praise the Lord because I knew then that was a dream from the Lord because in my flesh, I would not have dreamt of a zebra. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I... It all came together. 
thanks be to God, I realized then that this was a warning dream. Mm. And I was able to tell my mum this and just say to her, I believe this is from the Lord. It's a message for you to truly stay away from this man. Do not sign off on his accounts. Mm. And the fact then that you can get um, uh, biblical advice on such things in the book of Proverbs really helps. If Mm. you can back up your interpretation um, about such in Proverbs 6 uh, verses 1 through 3, it has practical warnings against putting up security for a friend's debt. So that was really helpful mm. to always go back to Scripture to confirm things. And um, and the application of that dream was therefore that my mum felt empowered to say no, mm-hmm. and she knew that was the right thing to do. She was encouraged. She was much more confident to mm. say no. I love that, Emma, because it's so relational. Like God cares about you, cares about your mom. And this was a a building experience in your relationship of trust and hearing God's voice. This is so encouraging. I love that example. Well, really, as we kind of turn the corner here and bring this conversation of dreams to a close, I just, what are some main things that you just don't want our listeners to forget? And Mel, jump in here because you've got something on stewarding too that that we want to touch on. Emma, do you have anything? I just need to say and add, because I don't think we've said it, you want to enjoy this process. This is so fun to have time with the Lord. Just enjoy it. It's like treasure hunting. Mm -hmm. And there's so many benefits to you and your friends and family. Yes, that's good. That is really good. Yeah, I was uh, just at um, the church that we're going to right now, probably about a month ago, they had um, the guest speakers, Candace and Brian Simmons, who are the um, interpreters for the Passion Translation. And um, First of all, Candace, she said she dreams like 15 times a night. Wow. I, I've never heard that in that my life. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> I know. I know. Actually, I think someone asked her, like, How, when do you sleep? But, um, well, she is sleeping. But anyway, so she she mentioned that just to confirm that about writing your dreams down. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. Also, in stewarding and being faithful to steward, it became quicker and quicker for her to pick up the themes and and what the Lord was saying. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like the more she did it and yes, the more she practiced. That's right. You know, the more like, oh, okay. You know, it, it didn't take yes, as long. I've noticed that too. To get to, okay. the, yes, that's mm-hmm. really cool. The other thing I wanted to bring up was the other side of misinterpreting. Mm-hmm. Brian brought that up and he just, he had a dream about um, him opening a school. And it was just, I think that basically was the theme in the dream was about a school. And so he woke up, he contacted some people, and he, he immediately opened a school for K through, I think it was like K through five, or mm-hmm. they wow. started there. He said, the kids had a great time, the it was wonderful, great teachers, but the, but the parents weren't paying. So it crumbled. Mm-hmm. And he went back and he said, Lord, I thought I heard you in this dream to open a school. Well, it turned out he didn't meditate on it long enough, really, with the Lord, because it was about opening a ministry school. 
And he now has had a ministry ministry school open for years. Wow. So that was an example. Yes, you don't want to be jumping over your own preconceived ideas. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because that can cost time and people's, you know, people's time and money and all of that. Yeah. So, yes, I wanted to share that because I thought that was a good example of if you don't stop and really go mm-hmm. through that process of listening to the Lord. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. Well, we want to remind our listeners, too, that the whole point, what's the point? You know, we like to talk, joke <laughs> about, right. like, what's the point is God wants to connect with you in very, this is an intimate thing. When you're asleep and a dream comes, that is an intimate encounter with the God of heaven. And he wants to encounter us. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to speak with us. He wants to guide us. He wants to encourage us. And so I hope you feel encouraged today to try to at least explore and open up your heart and mind to this way that God wants to um, communicate with you. One really awesome resource that we did not put in the back of our booklet because I didn't know about it then is a podcast. It's the Streams Ministries podcast. And it was Streams Ministries was founded by... John Paul Jackson. John Paul Jackson. And he's got a world-known ministry all about dreams and and understanding them and believing that they can be from the Lord. Um, They have a podcast now. John Paul Jackson has gone home to heaven, but John E. Thomas now runs the ministry. He's a fantastic teacher. He's an engaging teacher. His podcast, they just launched it this summer. That's why it's not in the back of our booklet, because they hadn't even launched it yet. (laughs) There you go. It's encouraging to me, and I know it will be encouraging to you. It's called Streams Ministries Podcast. Start with episode one. They just launched it July 6th of this year, 2021. Um, It's awesome and fabulous. It really has been an exciting thing to be able to share from our our hearts about this uh, dream booklet that we wrote together, Emma. And I want to close with this quote from John Paul Jackson. This was a book that he was in the middle of writing when he passed away. And you can find these um, unproduced chapters on the podcast. It's like a secret vault of some of John Paul Jackson's last teaching. And this is a quote that he says in it. It is clear that dreams and visions are an underappreciated window into the supernatural. So we hope that with the tools we've given you today, with the introduction to this, that you have a hunger for the supernatural. And just thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Journey Express. 